0: Hello, it is time to chat with me, Kamea.
1: And me, Rose. On this show, we have courageous conversations that illuminate shared experiences related to food and gender. We
0: are here to help folks digest their relationship to food. My
1: own We are live. What up? <laughs>
0: fucking weird (laughs) okay here we go we are back we are back and in our last episode we dove into a conversation about aphrodisiacs but we felt like we were leaving you a little bit unsatisfied in terms of like actual tangible tips so here we're going to explore a little bit more on the idea of how how to play with aphrodisiacs a little bit and get in the kitchen. Hell yeah. in bedroom.
1: And all those good things. Love it. I feel like I have my favorites and then I have a couple randoms. Okay. My ultimate favorite food to bring into the bedroom is... You're going straight to the bedroom. We're not even Oh, like, I'm sorry. It's still in the
0: kitchen. You're going straight for the bedroom. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rewind. Back up. Teaser. Teaser. <laughs> All right, you're in your kitchen, you have someone special over, and you want to make them pasta because, in my opinion, that is the most sexy food you can cook for somebody and you can also eat. One of those reasons is we will put in the little show notes, show note lady over here. <laughs> She's pointing at me. <laughs> yes. um, my favorite recipe for pasta dough, but... You have to make it by hand. I know a lot of people who will use a food processor when they make pasta or a, like, stand-up mixer. But wouldn't you say that that counts as making
0: it from scratch if that's what's accessible to people? Oh,
1: absolutely. I do think it totally counts.
0: So if it is accessible to your body to take it in steps, like maybe the first time you do in the food processor,
1: and then you're like, okay, I want to try, like, mixing with this hand. But I think in terms of, like, the sensual aspect – if you're able to do so when you're making pasta by hand i highly recommend it especially when you're on a date with somebody a home date where you're like let's do this fun thing and you're you got flour everywhere you got your eggs your oil anything you maybe want to flavor your pasta with which you don't have to but if you want to have fun you can get your hands in it like the more your hands are in it and your hands are together with it it's you can feel the dough go That's from cute. That's cute. yeah. See, as your hands are both in this ooey gooey yumminess,
0: my brain is immediately at that like scene in Ghosts where they're yes. making the like. It's the, the exact at the
1: same, same thing. It's the same thing. It's just your hands are together. You're kneading this dough, and as you continue to knead it, you know you've done this. Never with a partner. Always on my own. It slowly forms into a more solid sphere right yeah and so you have to kind of work together you have to have the right tensity of your touch but also softness because you have to have the grandmother the italian grandmother touch it was sexy right up into that point (laughs) (laughs) gotcha fair i'll take it fair (laughs) however there's a sense of touch you don't want to overwork your dough you don't want to underwork your dough you want to work it until it has that perfect sheen and pull and bounce back um you're working with your partner together to get that and I think that's really special and once you get your dough formed then obviously you move on to like cutting it into whatever pasta that you're choosing so if you have a pasta roller or you're cutting it by hand whatever it's a whole process and I think it's kind of fun because especially if you're new in a relationship you get to talk with each other play with each other I don't know oh you have some flour on your face let me dust it off for you (laughs) It's not a big deal. Oopsie! <laughs> Stop it. It's just a little baker's kiss. No big deal. <laughs> um, but I would highly recommend that. Um, what about you? What's for dinner pre-bedroom? What What would you suggest?
0: Um, well, one thing that came to mind when you were mentioning the pasta, I think to slightly more accessible pastas than like physically rolling it out, which does require a certain amount of physical ability, um, is to either hand make gnocchi or, um, even pierogies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the pasta for both of those is far less intensive, but it's still repetitive and a good cooking project. Um, I've made some beet gnocchi, which is a great way to use up beets that you don't know what to do with. They're beautiful and bright red and super fun and just throw them in some brown butter and some sage and it's super delicious. You can grill some sausage with them if you want to to make a full meal, a little salad. Um, But I think those are good pasta dishes and who doesn't love potatoes um but yes I think one thing that's standing out to me about what you're saying is the experience Mm -hmm. of it but when I think about like setting the scene for someone and setting the scene for more of a prolonged experience particularly with dating or seduction I try to take in the whole evening and not just like individual experiences in isolation and how it might all fit together and when it comes to the menu I think what's particularly important to think about is um not ruining the appetite ahead of time so like if you're serving that beautiful rich pasta that you were talking about to have like heavy cheeses as a hors d'oeuvres which I love like I'm a big fan of tiny cheeses big fan huge fan oh yeah but if that's like the thing that I have before the meal I'm gonna feel a little bit more bloated you know I'm gonna feel really full and then it's just gonna be like it's just a different experience and so I do like to think of ways that I can reduce inflammation um not necessarily as active um inflammation reduced I don't know if that's the right term but like I'm not thinking like oh I need to serve a ginger tea or something I'm thinking of more of the meal as a whole and how I can keep it like really comfortable cool sensations so that you're enjoying the flavors and you don't have to think about how your body feels yeah and that requires a little bit of intention and forethought and getting to know the other person so You know, if you are engaging with another person and you don't know them that well, you might ask if they have any kind of food boundaries, but you might also ask if they have like allergies or dietary restrictions. And those are things that you would want to keep into account. And if you, if you are somebody who's like allergic to onions or any kind of allium, which is like present in everything, and you go to someone's house and they've made you a meal where you don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Your shoulders relax and you feel more at ease and you feel more cared for.
1: Both because they put in the thought and because you're not going to feel like shit. <laughs> well, it's just like sex. It's like you have to ask questions. Like, what do you like? What do you dislike? What are things that you have never tried before that you want to try? Like, it's, it's the same kind of intimacy there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you brought up getting to know somebody a little bit, through food, or as you get into like cooking with that person, one thing that comes up that I also think is really sexy that I mentioned in a prior episode is, I'll still stand by this. I think pizza is one of the sexiest foods. I mean, it's also my favorite food, so I'm biased <laughs> already right there. Um, it's your happy food, your sexy food, your sad food. It's all of it, all of it. My <laughs> board. I don't know what to eat. Wow. but when I was first kind of dating my now long-term partner we used to make homemade pizza together
0: mm.
1: this is something we still do pretty often but in the early stages it was so like special and fun because we would either buy the dough or make the dough whatever you're more comfortable with we each would have our own little ball and we decide how thick each of our crusts were going to be we would made our own little individual pizzas and sometimes it'd be like I'm going to make your pizza and you're going to make my pizza fun And that's really fun because you can also, again, with like putting intention. If you're the host for this night, like plan all of the toppings, have them all set in their little individual cups, have them all out on the counter. Your cheese, everything's ready, right? (laughs) I love how like more prepared you are.
0: Like it's all in these little cups, and I'm just like, you've got some packages on, and like some bags of produce. It's all about the the
1: mise en place, man. Yeah, I have all my little like mised out ingredients and. We get to either make pizzas for each other or individual ones. And it's fun to like kind of watch what they decide for you or what they're making for themselves. Because you can see how heavy toppings they decide. Are they a little bit of a glutton? I mean, are they really packing their pizza with a lot of toppings? Are they more simplistic? Are they choosing less meat options? More meat options? White sauce? Red sauce? You kind of can get to know the person. And it's fun because... You get to create this thing together and then once it's all done, you get to eat it together. And that's really fun. So one big takeaway I'm hearing so far is to
0: make your food an experience. Yeah. To make the time to cook something together and make it an experience. Even if the food itself is pretty simple, like you don't have to make the dough from scratch. You can no. just get the like pre-made dough from
1: any grocery store. Yeah.
0: And roll it out and, like, see how it goes. And you can do, like, canned sauce or you can make sauce. Absolutely. I love getting saucy.
1: Yeah, make it, like, part of an event. Because if you – I think for me when I think of bringing somebody into my home and we're going to make something, it's going to be, like, an ordeal. It's not, like, I'm cooking and then you're just standing there watching me. Like, I hope that we're, like, interacting together with it because it's more fun. Especially when you're kind of, like, romanticizing somebody, like –
0: Yeah, I think uh, where my brain's going, listening to you and thinking about reflecting on how so many of our aphrodisiacs are herbs that you have a relationship to, when you try to go into like seduce somebody that you don't have a relationship, like a long-term relationship to that you don't really know, it's really hard to pull in something like ashwagandha which has like an actual like really complicated relationship right you have to take it at certain doses you can't just like spring it on somebody and hope it's going to reduce their stress and increase their libido like right off the bat like there is a tradition and a history there that and i'm mentioning ashwagandha specifically because it is frequently as a plant removed from tradition this was supposed to be our fun episode and i'm getting deep i'm sorry uh but it is (laughs) just like removed from context and then just like sprung on to people yeah. and it's a beautiful herb and it is an aphrodisiac in the right context with the right dosage and consistency and all of these things but um in the case of just flirting with a lover
1: and bringing them into your kitchen it doesn't really make sense no there are certain things that you have to have like a con like a A full commitment to like that's something you have to be taking for two, two and a half weeks consistently to really feel the effects of that. Like if I'm like the little that I'm familiar with it and it's not something you'd be like, hey, come walk in my door and pop this pill. Like everything's going to just melt away. It's not that's not what happens. That's a different thing. That's a totally different thing that we are not going to discuss on time to chat at this time. (laughs) (laughs) But. Other than that, like, I mean, the biggest aphrodisiac you hear all the time are oysters. Um, so I feel like garlic is a highly underrated aphrodisiac. It is. Actually, the more I read about aphrodisiacs, the more the I was like, heat, oh my gosh, baby. it does. It's like the spiciness, the pungency, the aroma, like, oh, it's so fucking good. It totally makes sense. And I think garlic is also one of those things that's really cool because you can literally transfer it to almost any cuisine at any point. It can be in the more raw form where you like throw in those last little bit of minced garlic right at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's really spicy and fresh still or you can cook it down and make it really like rich and umami flavor in a sauce. I'm a big fan of garlic too, obviously. But um, but it brings the heat and it
0: brings all this flavor and it brings all this passion. Garlic is a very passionate herb. It is. And I think we, it gets a bad rap in terms of like, oh, you have garlic breath?
1: It does, but, I mean, also, if you're eating the same thing, does it fucking matter?
0: (laughs) I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. That is one of those funny, like,
1: non-negotiables for me is I needed somebody who liked garlic. Yeah. I mean, I just needed somebody that liked food the way I liked food. Totally. Like, I can't. I I have a really hard time interacting with somebody who doesn't have a passion for food in some capacity. But roasted garlic,
0: a good roasted garlic
1: is so fucking sexy.
0: And when you just like have it where you're just like on the table with some olive oil and you're pulling out those good roasted cloves fresh from like the like when you roast the whole thing it's so beautiful it's so beautiful it's so fun but there's also an experience where you're picking out the garlic you're spreading it on hands some bread. On. it's very interactive you're putting your hands on it you're talking to this person mm. this is not the kind of food that you can just like eat right off the bat
1: no it's gonna be it's it's a it's a slow burn kind of food oh yeah um i think that's true i think And also, not everybody likes garlic, and that's fine. Like, some people are really repulsed by it, and that's fine. I think a lot of the aphrodisiacs that I was reading about, I'm like, I wouldn't totally agree with those. Like, oysters, back to oysters, totally. Some people hate oysters. I get it. I totally get it. I'm a baby, and I like the tiny little oysters, the little guys. I'm not a big, I don't like the big honkers. (laughs) Personally, (laughs) why are you laughing? This is funny. That's- <laughs> um, but just like anything else, there's ways to zhuzh it up. So, like, adding a net to it, making it a little more fun. You can do fresh garlic with it. You can do a garlic oil with it. Um, the only raw oysters that I've liked are the ones that you made for our,
0: like, yay, we're vaccinated party and we can finally hang out in oh, person. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. yeah. It was almost a year ago. That's Only a wild. year ago. That's crazy. And we took remember we took our first podcast pictures in isolation we did yeah and then we came together freshly vaccinated we had this oyster party and then we started recording i do that. remember that oh my gosh that was a big moment that was a big moment but anyway that was the only raw oyster that i actually liked is when you put that
1: the minionette
0: but that's also set in setting and like the celebration mm-hmm. and like the whole thing
1: it was a really fun evening part of that's again like intention like thinking about like a what are we eating what's our day what else are we eating around it let's think about what kind of flavors we want to bring or how do you really want to honor this food and an oyster to me is something very it is very sensual it is very um, special because when you're shooting a raw oyster it's still live so there is a respect you want to give to it and you want to enjoy you want to enjoy. It. You don't want to eat it and be like, "Oh my god, that was gross." Because that's that's kind of sad that you like ingested something that was alive, that you didn't appreciate. You know what I mean? And I would say, I say that about all my food. Because this we is don't getting really dark. the dead. This is getting really dark. But I hope some people out there understand <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so it's like let's bring out the saltiness, the sea. Let's complement it with whatever you're putting on it, not just like slather sl- it with like fucking mayonnaise and breadcrumb and call it good like I don't want to do that do people eat oysters that way yeah I I believe that's the Rockefeller oyster Ugh, it's a baked oyster it's like a it's from like the prohibition kind of era where they would bake it in the shell with like essentially like a mayonnaise breadcrumb lemon juice and it's baked so it's like crispy on the top um it's very very classic but I'm not a big fan I've had them a couple times not a big fan Okay, I think I think it's for people who don't really like oysters. Other than that, there's lots of food you can bring into the bedroom. What like any advice on your side or like right before? I don't know. You know, we're getting a little like sexual. We're making out on the couch. What are we doing?
0: (laughs) It's so interesting. I feel like I'm so interested in both sex and food. And I have not been in a situation where I've been like, oh, let's try this. Let's do this. Um, it's always been in the build up and in the like that okay. was a beautiful meal. And that was like a beautiful scene that I set for you, or you set for me. and then we connected.. Cool. I'm married to a Virgo, and the idea of bringing, like, Whipped cream into the bedroom, like
1: the first thought is the mess, not the fun. I, yes, not by me, <laughs> but by him. Yes, <laughs> the cleanup is crucial. Shower after you have like, do not do it the next morning. As soon as everything's done, take a shower together, take a shower separately, whatever. Like, set your space to where you're prepared for that mess, whether that's changing your sheets or having something down uh, to, on top of your sheets. Because we all know what rancid milk tastes like, and rancid sweet milk is a different Ew. thing, especially mixed with body odor. And I think whipped cream is fun, but it is, it, it likes to bite you back if you don't take care of it. Well, and I think I've been afraid of that, too, because I love
0: whipped cream so uh-huh. much. Like, I love it. I love it a good whipped wow. cream. I don't
1: think I've ever known that about you.
0: Really? No. Like a good homemade whipped cream with a little bit of cardamom and vanilla. Okay. Like I can just eat it by the spoonfuls. Okay. And like I need a moment with it. Like I, I taste it and I just like, good to I, know. Ne- I need it as a, good as a know. moment.
1: I think my favorite food to bring into the bedroom is in that kind of context that I feel like is always kind of a better option is honey because it's sticky it's sweet you really have to suck it off Mm -hmm. to get it off Mm -hmm. the body Mm -hmm. um a classic one is to drizzle the honey and then you have to have you ever taken a body shot oh god yeah
0: have you uh not taken but i've given
1: i have not given but i have taken and i've always wanted to give (laughs) that's funny
0: but <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I felt like I was fucking it up. Because really? I was laughing so hard. And oh, like, that's amazing. I couldn't hold the well in my belly because I thought the whole thing was so ridiculous. I, lo- I was like, I'm, I'm such a pro body
1: shot person. I'm like, let's do it all the time. I love body shots. But also, I like food and I like sex. <laughs> so there you go. But... Wow, you're really bringing my brain back to like a time in my life. Okay. um <laughs> Anyway.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like this is very similar to like, wait, I own a TV, but you own a microwave?
1: I know. <laughs> wait, my God. you have given,
0: but I have received. Wait, what?
1: Yeah. I. Uh, and also now I feel like I'm like too old. Like the opportunity doesn't come around that often. Cause I feel like it's all about spur of the moment, it's all about like, and oh, we're, we're so hyped. stuck in
0: our ways. Yeah.
1: It's all about just like, holy shit, this is happening. What the fuck? It's like a keg stand. Like, nobody does a keg stand. Just like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> it's like a whole, like, oh, my God. Anyways. um, Funny. I can't believe we never talked about body shots in all three of these episodes. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in ourselves. Um, I keep trying to be like, all right, anyways. And I'm, like, stuck on these body shots. It's so, about ready um, to just throw me on the table and be like do it now let's go where's the tequila the next thing I would say into the world of honey which isn't necessarily I would say I don't know food but I think I would highly recommend along with pop rocks is ice cubes <laughs> ice cubes are fun I think ice cubes are super fun I did read through um an article where it was talking about eroticness in food and stuff is that if you don't want the mess of an ice cube use frozen grapes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what? first off who
0: freezes grapes?
1: i've frozen grapes because Why? it just looks like a healthy snack
0: you just eat frozen grapes yeah what about they're... the seeds
1: okay so i buy gmo grapes where they don't have oh. seeds <laughs> so i don't have that problem however <laughs> Our brains. It's like, wait, why are you asking wait, about what? seeds? I feel like frozen grapes would not be the same as an ice cube. So when I read that, I was like, that's completely false information. And I feel like also, also ice cubes how are is just that water. Less messy, yeah. Ice cubes are just water. Like a grape is gonna mush and like like squish everywhere, An ice cube is just gonna melt into water, which is nothing, right? So, kind of disagree with that. But also, when I froze grapes as like a snack. They're not as cold like obviously they're frozen but you know when you put an ice cube in your mouth uh-huh. versus like a frozen piece of fruit it's a different like chill sensation. Yeah and I feel like that really matters when you're looking at it as like kind of a tantric thing or a seduction thing. Yeah. I would much rather like because the ice cube is going to melt so it's going to like create that like liquid behind itself like a little slug just sexy little slug across your skin. Wow. I'm a I'm a very sensual lady, trust me guys. You look I, at those slugs. And you're I like, I gotta yeah. baby. I can talk the talk, can't you tell? Those but slugs really got me going. Really got me going. <laughs> but yeah, frozen grape doesn't do that. Any other tips from you?
0: Any other tips from me, other than to not listen to anything we just said? <laughs> no, I think we got some solid advice here. Solid. Red solid tips. The biggest takeaway I have is to, even if you don't take any of the actual tips from what we just said,
1: but do it, do but it, do it, do you it.
0: were entertained or smiled or laughed at anything, I would encourage the spirit of play yes. and exploring within yourself what kind of play that could be, whether that's really enjoying a bowl of fruity pebbles. And just, like, being really excited about it and talking to somebody while you're eating this bowl of Fruity Pebbles. I think those positive food memories are few and far between. And Fruity Pebbles was a weird, like, brain I bringing love that Fruity Pebbles. Back to sex. At- I Fruity feel like Pebbles. that's, like, a good, like, next morning kind of, like, that, like, that has its own level of sexiness. Where you're just, like, in your socks. You're just there. We're just hanging out life isn't happening but anyway that's the fruity pebbles moment but if there's only one thing you take away is to just bring more of a spirit of play and to think about where you could bring more play and experience into your food maybe not every day not as a like doctrine like oh this is something i need to incorporate into my meal plan don't
1: make it like pressure on yourself no but just as an
0: idea to explore just an idea to to just be like is this something that i could incorporate like
1: Maybe twice this quarter I have this really fun experience. Or if you've read something in like a book or seen something on TV that you're excited about, like communicate that with your partner and like see if that's something you want to do. Like yeah, next
0: thing you know, you're having a great is it cake experience and you're both naked and you making know, realistic
1: cakes. You never know. And your life could fully change. And I think that's what we all need to be open to and ready for because food is pleasure explore your senses bring your senses to your food yeah explore your body treat treat food the way you treat sex and treat sex the way you treat food like because they're not that much different like we just talked about Yeah. they're not
0: it's, it's a lovely part of the human experience it is
1: food is sexy and you are sexy damn straight damn straight
0: did you cut this off no no <laughs>
1: we're still on
0: we're still going how we wrap this up i guess um, okay i got it i got it i
1: got it okay go i'm so sorry <laughs> rewind back up teaser teaser <laughs> i never thought about the, how the hair would affect
0: neither did i until mind. the day i got waxed and i was like you're really gonna do that and she's like oh yeah it's the best part and then i went home and i was like it's the wow. best This is
1: so. Because I don't feel like I really have like a ton of hair in my ass, but I'm sure more than I realize. More inconvenient than you think.